This episode is sponsored by Fortuna Games STL. Owners Will and Ashley have a quaint shop here in St. Louis City. They have lots of Magic the Gathering and Pokemon cards on hand, as well as board games and accessories, like card sleeves that I am always ranting about. Use coupon code ELABG10 for 10% off your purchase. If you don't see what you're looking for on their website, fortunagames.net, just email them and see if they can get it for you at fortunagames at gmail.com. Fortuna Games, for all your lunchtime board gaming needs. I cannot remember what turned me on to this episode's game, Red Dragon Inn. I remember reading or hearing about it somewhere, then seeing it at a used bookstore. I couldn't resist. The premise is that you and your opponents are back from an adventure of slaying monsters, heroically saving cities, or plundering the latest dungeon. You are back at the local tavern, the eponymous Red Dragon Inn. While there, you are drinking ale, gambling, and roughhousing around with your compatriots. You are trying to be the last one standing in the evening of partying. Either the last one sober, or the last one with coins to pay the bar tab. I finally got around to playing this raucous game at my cousin's house. We had a blast and a few old fashions while playing. I was eager to go back to my office and explain Slugfest's tentpole game, Red Dragon Inn, to my office crew. Alright, welcome back to Lunch and Board Game. I'm your host, Adam Collins, and let's take a look at the rule clarity for Red Dragon Inn. The rules in my first edition are a bit rougher than the rules that come in the base game now. The double-sided 10x10 rule sheet came with a single-sided 10x5 extra rules clarification sheet. Anyway, they are not the best and most clearly written rule set, but as I have just said, the newer versions are much clearer. These are the versions you are more likely to come in contact with. Time to explain to newcomers. This game takes about 10 to 15 minutes to explain. The hardest thing for people to keep straight in the first few games is the wording around adding and subtracting fortitude and alcohol content. The easiest way to remember is that you are moving on a number line. If you are getting drunker, you are moving toward the 20. If you are losing fortitude, you are moving toward the 0. Most of the cards say increase and decrease, but some people just get confused. It is a bit oddly worded. They did fix this with the later editions of the drink cards. Gameplay. To set up, each player selects a character deck and takes a player board, one red bead, one clear bead, and ten gold coins. Each player sets the red bead on the 20, marking that character's fortitude, and the clear bead on the zero, marking the character's alcohol content at the start of the evening. Each player shuffles their specific deck and places it on the player mat on the deck spot. The drink deck needs to be shuffled and then placed in the middle of the table for all to reach, along with the remaining money. To start, each player draws seven cards from their deck to form their starting hand. On a turn, you follow the four phases listed right in the middle of your player board. Discard and draw, play an action card, buy drinks, and then drink. During the discard and draw phase, you can discard as many cards as you want, ones that you don't think you'll need at this time, and then draw back up to seven. 
Place any discarded cards on the corresponding discard place on your player mat. Then, play an action card. An action card typically lets you choose an opponent or opponents to lose fortitude or gain alcohol content. Some, some make others or all drink. Simply select a card, play it, and resolve its action. There are various other types of cards in your deck. Sometimes, anytime, cheating, or gambling. Sometimes cards and anytime cards can be played, well, sometimes or anytime, depending on the card. They can be reactionary to defend you, like ignore a drink action, or they can be played offensively against others, like adding alcohol content to a drink. Okay, so let's talk about gambling. This is a very fun, kind of confusing aspect of Red Dragon Inn. One way to win the game is to make everyone else lose all their coins. So gambling is a great way to do this. A round of gambling starts when the active player plays a gambling, I'm in, card as their action. This suspends normal play. Each player must ante one gold to play, they must do this, to the middle of the play area. Keep it separate from the end's gold, which is the pot that of money that is in the middle next to the drink cards. Now, the player that started the round is currently winning the hand and in control. The player to the left now has a chance to take over that hand. The next player can either play a gambling card, a cheating card, or pass. If a card is played, like an action gambling card, that player can take over the round. Play keeps passing clockwise until everyone passes. You can pass in one round, but play again when it comes back to you. You also do not have to play a gambling card. If you have one, you can choose to pay your one gold ante and then pass. Sometimes and anytime cards might allow you to get out of a round, avoid a round altogether, or affect its end result. The winner takes all the gold that was bet in the middle and adds it to their personal stash. Gambling can be dangerous and strategic. If a player runs out of gold during a round of gambling and does not win the pot, that player is out of the game. They can no longer pay their tab and are tossed from the end. If you start a round and cannot ante up or meet If you start a round and cannot ante up or meet the raise, you could eliminate yourself. I've done this, so it it does happen. Gamble with caution. Those are my words of advice. And that also sounds like a good life lesson in general. Once you've resolved your action card to its fullest, you buy drinks. This simply means you take a face-down drink card and place it face-down on any opponent's player board on their Drink Me space. This can be any other player So be strategic. Lastly, you must drink your top drink card off of your Drink Me space. Follow what it says. It could require a loss in fortitude, an increase in alcohol content, both, or even worse, more drinks. On the rare occasion, it could be water and nothing happens. However, the drink card could require that ever horrible chaser. A chaser is, just as you would expect, another drink card. And yes, you draw it from the top of the drink card stack and it could have another chaser and they can stack. 
and this does happen, especially if you are me and you are close to losing this game. So play then continues clockwise. If at any time a player's alcohol content, the clear bead, is equal to or exceeds their fortitude, the red bead, that player passes out. That character is then dragged to their room to sleep it off by the winch. The gold they left behind is split in half with half going to the end and the other half is being split up among the players still in the game. As I mentioned, the other way a player can be eliminated is if they run out of money. Since you can no longer pay your tab, you are kicked out of the end. The game ends when either one person remains sober or only one player has money. That player has won the evening of celebrating. Replayability. The base game comes with four basic characters. The original release comes with Fiona the Volatile, Gurky the Sneak, Deirdre the Priestess, and Zot the Wizard and Pookie. Pookie is Zot's rabbit. Pookie is a playable character via an expansion pack along with his evil Pookie side. With just these four characters, Red Dragon Inn has a lot of replayability built into it. Of course, with each subsequent base game release and character packs, the replayability goes up exponentially. Components. The base game comes with a deck for each character and the drink deck, glass beads for tracking fortitude and sobriety, cardboard shits for money, and cardboard player mats. The game is solidly made. I like the glass beads, but they do look a little cheap like something you would get at the dollar store. I'm sure that this corner was cut to keep the game affordable. Lunchtime potential. The box and websites list the game time as 45 minutes. I will say that is accurate, if not a bit heavy, after the first few games. I recently introduced this game to my coworkers, and it took the entire 60 minutes to play. There is a slight learning curve to Red Dragon Inn, yet subsequent games at the office completed in under an hour, no problem. And of course, I lost every single one of them. Artwork. There have been a lot of different artists that have worked on this game over the years and on its various expansions and additional character packs. They all look amazing. All the characters are well depicted and their card decks are perfectly matched to them. Honestly, each character gets the look and feel of a well-rounded character that you would be happy to play in a dungeon-crawling campaign. Expansions. Oh man, there are so many expansions for this game. Slugfest Games has made seven additional, at the recording of this episode, seven additional standalone editions. Each of these seven comes with four new characters to play and a deck of drink cards. That is 28 different characters. Starting with number five, each has a subtitle, The Character Trove, Villains, The Tavern Crew, and Pub Crawl. Also, number five, The Character Trove, is a big box that is designed to hold all of the characters and their accoutrement. Accoutrement, you say? On top of adding new characters, many characters come with a new mechanic or extra tokens or actions to augment the gameplay. For instance, I have Adonis, and he comes with musical instruments that give him different powers if the right card is played by him based on whether the instrument is still whole or if he has smashed it. Aaron, the ever-changer, can change shape and each shape has a different ability and weakness. There are also nine solo character decks that you can buy. 
these characters are not included in the seven standalone editions. Then there are six two-character packs. And then lastly, the Smorgasbord adds the chef at the Red Dragon Inn as a character. That box also contains a new deck of cards for the gambling I'm in mechanic. All in, that is over 50 different characters for Red Dragon Inn that exist for your playing pleasure. As you might have already figured out, that helps ratchet the replayability up over 50 notches. I have not played all the characters, and I do not own all the characters yet. Other. Slugfest Games offers replacement tokens for the glass beads right off their website. For $17 shipping included, you can get a set of six beer mugs to replace the white bead or beer mug chit, and a heart to replace the red bead or heart chit. And they look amazing. You can see the picture on the Facebook page. They recently added some fun gambling I'm in and out coins and metal coins. I have not procured these yet. There are also enamel pins of Pookie and Evil Pookie that can be purchased. And it also turns out that Slugfest Games also offers Genevieve promo pack for $5. Genevieve is the titular red dragon that the pub is named after. So yeah, I bought the uh, Genevieve promo pack while writing this episode. You can collect a handful of other promo cards too. Most of them are drink cards, but some of them are item cards. I have not collected these, but most of them can be found on eBay for too much money. $8 is just too much for one card. Also, Slugfest Games has made other games that are in the Red Dragon Inn universe. They have Battle for Greyport, which is a deck-building game, and it has its own expansion. And they recently completed a Kickstarter campaign for Tales from Red Dragon Inn. It is scheduled to hit shelves this February. Bang for the buck. Alright, I bought my copy used from Half Price Books for $20, and it was definitely worth it. The MSRP for the game is $38. Most places have it for about $30. At $30 or less, it is well worth the investment. Each of the individual character packs will run you about $10, and dual packs about $17, and each numbered base game is also around $30. You can spend a lot of money on this amazing game, and all it will do is make you want to play it more. I recently picked up a new character, and I have yet to play him. I am chomping at the bit to do so. Summary. While playing this game at launch, one of my coworkers told the CEO of our company at the time that we were playing a drinking game when he asked what we were doing. I decided to clarify that we were playing a game about drinking, but not drinking ourselves. To which he responded, I have a few bottles in my office if you need them. Yeah, board gaming at launch is a great way to bring delight and amusement to your workplace. I do love this simple game. I find that it is even more fun and entertaining if each player kind of gets into the role-playing of that character that you are portraying in the game. Think of it as you're playing your character in a typical dungeon crawl campaign. Red Dragon Inn debuted back in 2007, and it just recently released its last set of characters in Red Dragon Inn 8. It currently carries a 6.6 with 7,600 ratings on BoardGameGeek. Really, the only downside of the game is that it doesn't play more than four. You can have more players, but it will make the playtime extend out. I guess that another quick complaint is that the player elimination can make the game a little unfun for the people that get eliminated early, so I highly recommend not losing all your money, 
and keep an eye on your alcohol content. Again, those are very good life lessons to use in general. As usual, you can reach out to me at the website, eatlunchandboardgame.com or potinbox.com slash eatlunchandboardgame. Stop in there, leave me a note as to what game I should be playing, and I'll try to give you a shout-out when I do get around to playing that game. You can also ask me a question over there at Pod and Box, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. And as always, you can email me at eatlunchandboardgame at gmail.com. And remember, board games build bridges. When you're gaming, why not be comfy? Go over to supportplayer.org. Click on the cards, pieces, and dice to get some merch. These t-shirts are some of the most comfortable I have ever worn. That's supportplayer.org, and there's a link on eatlunchandboardgame.com.